turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah. The God of Israel, defender of Zion. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview, and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Why should Christians care about the Holocaust? It was over 70 years ago. Stay and listen as we look at Yom HaShoah which is commemorated around the world this past Thursday and all throughout the week. Let's begin with a time of prayer. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, uh, Lord, you have told us to forgive. You have told us, you have taught us so much about love. And and so even when tragedies hit, like the, the awfulness of the Holocaust or the things that have even happened this week with the killings, Somehow you have created us to forgive. Somehow you've created us to take our solace in you, to rest in you, to trust in you, to believe that you are going to turn all things to good for those who love you and are called according to your purposes. So, Father, I just ask in the name of Yeshua that you would minister to the people who are hating, to the people who are, are, are oppressed, they feel oppressed, the people who feel discouraged, the people who are struggling, Lord. And let them come to know you so that they can understand that in you all things work together for good. That in you they can understand true love. And in you they can, they can just believe that, that, that people are to be loved regardless of their behavior. So I thank you, I praise you, and, and pray for an anointing on this program in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Today is the March of Remembrance. I'm asking you to attend. The purpose is to never forget the Holocaust, support Israel, stand against acts of genocide around the world, and all sorts of violence and hatred, and we've seen it this week, right? And and raise awareness of the danger of remaining silent and, and also to motivate people to pray for America, for Israel, and for the world. So we're meeting at 4 p.m. 
at the Florida Holocaust Museum in St. Pete. So come bring your churches, make large signs, your friends, your neighbors, walk with us, would you? It's only a short time, and if you come and and, and you can't walk, then just meet us at 5 o'clock at North Stroud Park, that's near the Vinoy, and uh, then you'll hear the program that we have planned, okay? Normally each week, uh, I at, during this time, I want to... Uh, read and demonstrate the counting of the Omer. So if you have your booklets there, join with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and has commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the first day of the third week, and day 15 I have counted the Omer. So then I have a scripture for you, and this uh, uh, this day my scripture is Romans 12.1. I urge you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. Consider, this is the thought of that scripture, consider this understanding of the above scripture. God wants us to love and trust him so much that those things that would bring our bodies pleasure would be sacrificed in order to make him number one. Our willingness to make God number one makes us holy. Think about that. Our challenge for today, what might you have to give up doing to present yourself to God as holy, a living sacrifice? Well, uh, it is good to um, be here again this week. Uh, Certainly, if you'd like to get the, um, at this point, we we would send it out as a PDF, uh, the Counting the Omer booklet. Call Karen at 813-831-5673. Also, um, if you would like to donate to help us stay on the air, that would be great as well. So today I mentioned that it is Yom HaShoah. Uh, It's actually this past Thursday, um, the day of the Holocaust. So let's start at the beginning. What's a holocaust? The holocaust, a term taken from the burnt sacrifice that was offered in the temple and that was totally consumed, refers to a systematic slaughter of six million Jews by Adolf Hitler and the Nazis during the period of World War II. Now, obviously, we know many millions of other people were also killed. Jews at this time refer to it as Shoah, meaning a catastrophe. The actual day of remembrance, as I mentioned, it's the 27th of Nisan, which would be this past Thursday. More than ever before, though, people around the world are saying that the Holocaust never happened. I prayed that no one listening to this program would think that after hearing this teaching. Look, there are three main themes of of this day. Number one, never forget. Number two, never be silent. And never number three, never again. 
So the Holocaust began in 1933 when the Adolf Hitler came to power in Germany and ended in 1945. The actual Holocaust, probably uh, much of it didn't start till the late 30s. And uh, But the Hebrew word, as I mentioned, Shoah, means uh, a devastation, or, or, uh, and, it, and it's used for any type of genocide. Now, in addition, to, as I mentioned, to the Jews, Nazis targeted gypsies, homosexuals, Jehovah's Witnesses, and disabled people. Anyone who resisted the Nazis was also sent to forced labor camps or murdered. The Nazis used, the, the term they used for the Jewish thing was the final solution. This meant that they wanted to finally get rid of all Jews on the face of the earth. It is estimated that 11 million people were killed during the Holocaust. Six million were Jews. The Nazis killed approximately two-thirds, 66% of all Jews living in Europe. An estimated 1.1 million children were murdered in the Holocaust. And, and that's why I really consider it a miracle that I'm alive, because my parents were both Viennese, and they were there in the beginnings of, of this time in 1939. It, it was awful. Uh, I have all sorts of stories to tell. I mean, my uh, mom actually, you know, you had to wear a... a, a a yellow star showing that you're Jewish. And my mom decided not to wear it one day, and she was stopped by uh, uh, someone in the German police, the Gestapo. And if she hadn't been so pretty, (laughs) I think they would have arrested her. But she was very, very pretty, and she talked her way out of it. But uh, that was, you know, from then on, she had to wear that uh, yellow star. And uh, because all Jews have to do that, you know, you say this is this is never going to happen again. But let me tell you how some of these things start on April in April 1933. The Nazis instigated their first action against German Jews by announcing a boycott of all Jewish run businesses. Now, you say, well, that doesn't sound familiar Well, it might not, but uh, haven't you heard of the boycotts by the government in certain local governments against Chick-fil-A? Certain uh, airports are not allowed to have Chick-fil-A's because they support pro-life. So if you think this is, like, ridiculous, wake up. It's happening even in our country. Now, the beginnings of it. And so we have to understand that this could happen to us. Then the next step in 1935, the Nuremberg Laws were instituted and they stripped the citizenship of Jews. They told the Jews that they were not allowed to marry and they even stopped romantic relationships between Jews and Germans. Over the next few years, Jews were not allowed in parks. They were fired from their civil service jobs, made Jews register their property. 
they prevented Jewish doctors from working on anyone other than Jewish patients? Look, once there is hatred, it it just gets out of control, and that's why you have to pray for our country now. There's so much hatred, and there's so much... The government in certain locales are, are making these terrible decisions, which as they yell about hatred, they are actually committing the hatred. So let's pray. I don't mean the second, but let's continue to pray. During the night of November 9th and 10th in 1938, the Nazis incited a, a program against the Jews or a pogrom against the Jews in Austria and in Germany. It was called Kristallnacht, which means um, Kristallnacht means broken glass. And so this was the night of the broken glass, and it was the night of violence against uh, the Jewish people. They burned synagogues. They, they, um, the, the Germans broke the windows of Jewish-owned businesses. They looted the stores. Many Jewish people were physically attacked on those two nights, and approximately 30,000 Jews were arrested and sent to concentration camps. It's hard to believe, isn't it? After World War II started, um, as I said, um, the Jews were all had to wear these yellow stars of David on their clothing. Although many people refer to all Nazi camps as concentration camps, there were actually a number of different kinds of camps, including extermination camps and labor camps and prisoner of war camps and transit camps. At a number of the concentration camps, Nazi doctors conducted medical experiments on prisoners against their will, especially young girls. One of these young girls was a woman that maybe some of you know. She died last year. Her name was Germaine Pitchin, and she lived in Clearwater, and uh, she is the mom of Saul Pitchin who many of you know, and she was born in Greece at 15 years, and you, boy, you should read her book. It is, I'm telling you, it's incredible. But at 15 years old, her mother and five sisters were put into a boxcar and sent to Auschwitz. Of her entire family, only she survived. She was kept alive for medical experiments. So imagine electric shocks and, and vomiting for days on end, and then she was sterilized, and uh, or she was t- in, uh, supposed to be sterilized and by Dr. Joseph Mengele, who is called the Angel of Death. And, and there was this Jewish jock, doctor there that was being forced by Mengele, and Mengele spoke to him and said, take everything out. Uh, we don't want any more Jewish children. And just after uh, removing the first ovary, there was the sound of allied planes. And so Dr. Mendela quickly left, um, and, and the elderly Jewish surgeon quickly stitched Germain up, saying, name your first son after me. And she did, and that's why Saul got his name, Solomon. And he is 
as you know, been head of the pregnancy center, New Life Solutions for years here. And so, how don't you love a God's sense of humor? Um, she gets sewn up so she can have babies, and what does Saul do as in his life? He's saving babies. I mean. Look, the Holocaust was awful, but God even uses some of these awful things for good. So while concentration camps were meant to work and starve prisoners to death, extermination camps, they were also called death camps, were built for the sole purpose of killing large groups of people quickly and efficiently. Prisoners transported to those extermination camps were told to undress as soon as they got there. So if you can imagine, they got off the, these uh, cars, these cattle cars, and they were, they were met with dogs and policemen, and they saw in the distance people getting – they were nude. They, they, took, they had to take off all their clothes – It's just awful. And they were transported to the showers. And and they weren't really showers, but many of them were directed right to the gas chambers and killed. I mean, so awful if you can imagine being there with your family and and the policeman says, or the, the officer says, your family's going to the left and you're going to the right and the people in the right were being saved and the people in the left were going to be killed. And just imagine seeing your family in that regard for the last time. Auschwitz was the largest concentration and extermination camp built. It's estimated that 1.1 million people were killed at Auschwitz. Now, look, there were some people who spoke out. In fact, many people, really, not maybe proportionately, but there were many people all over that spoke out. You've seen the movie, hopefully, Schindler's List. If you haven't, go see it. It's an amazing list, uh, amazing movie. And, And Schindler saved over 1,100 Jews. And he is considered by Jewish people as a righteous Gentile. At Yad Vashem, which is Israel's national Holocaust memorial, Close to 15,000 persons have been identified and honored, who are not Jewish, by the way, under a program created in Israel in 1963. And it's called, these are the righteous among the nations. So the word in, in Hebrew for nations is goyim. It's the same as, as for Gentiles. So we, we, uh, so this is a tremendous, uh, honor that Israel has has made for for the people who are not Jewish who who literally sacrifice themselves. Another example of this is Dietrich Bonhoeffer, another great book to read if you haven't read it. He was a German pastor who, in 1940, published a prayer book. It was a passionate declaration of the importance of the Old Testament to Christianity and to the church. And it was a bold and scholarly rebuke to Nazi efforts to undermine anything of Jewish origin. It further claimed 
that Christianity was unavoidably Jewish and that the Old Testament is not superseded by the New Testament, but is inextricably linked with it, and that Jesus was unavoidably Jewish. Unfortunately, Dietrich Bonhoeffer died in a concentration camp just weeks before it was liberated. However, the history of the church and the Jewish people has not been that positive. Look, you have people, and I say this each year, you know, I, I have to say this because it's the truth, and 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 it's just the way it is. So in Martin in, in the case of Martin Luther, who is a great man of God, we all understand that. In the beginning of his ministry, he said the Jews are blood relations of our Lord. If it were proper to boast of flesh and blood, the Jews belong more to Christ than we. I beg therefore, my dear Papist, if you become tired of abusing me as a heretic, that you begin to revile me as a Jew. So he even says, look at me as a Jew. But then, unfortunately, at the end of his ministry years, at the end of his, towards the end of his life, he said some, some things that were so awful that he, was li- that he was literally quoted by Hitler. He said, what shall we Christians do with this rejected and condemn people, the Jews. Since they live among us, we dare not tolerate their conduct. Now that we are aware of their lying and reviling and blaspheming, if we do, we become sharers in their lies, cursing and blaspheming. Thus we can not extinguish the unquenchable fire of divine wrath of which the prophets speak, nor can we convert the Jews. With prayer and the fear of God, we must practice a sharp mercy to see whether we might save at least a few from the glowing flames. We dare not avenge ourselves, vengeance a thousand times worse than we could wish them already has them by the throat." I shall give you my sincere advice. And I'm just going to just tell you a couple things because I can't read it all. First, to set fire to their synagogue or schools and to bury and cover with dirt whatever will not burn so that no man will ever again see a stone or a cinder of them. And then he says, I advise you to their houses be burned and destroyed I get rid of their books. Um, their rabbis should be forbidden to teach. They shouldn't have safe conduct on the highways. They should not be allowed to borrow and, and deal with finances. Any rate, uh, we'll have to finish this up next week. I've, I've, unfortunately, I don't have time, but I, I'm really asking that you would uh, come with me today, and you would just join us so that you would say, I will never forget, I will never be silent, and I am saying never again. So the March of Remembrance is today, today, and if you would meet us at 4 o'clock at the Florida Holocaust Museum, we're going to have signs, we're going to walk 
uh, to North Straub Park. We're going to have a little service there. We're going to pray. We're going to sing. We're going to listen to inspirational speakers. There's a pastor who's going to be speaking. Look, join with us and, and march in unity with us so that we can come against hatred in this world. Don't you agree that's what's needed? So I'm asking you to join with us. And we'll continue this teaching next week. May the Lord be your first priority. May you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.